Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to Small Business Marketing Then and Now. I'm Howard Walpuff, your host. And again, this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Today, we're talking about clutter and organizing. A couple of things that scare the life out of people. <laughs> you look around your house and it's a mess. You have that closet that you never want to go into. You have that, uh, that storage area that you can't find anything, even though you've tagged things and don't know where it is. Uh, just in general, you're house, your life, there's a mess there, but it's not just all physical. Sometimes it's, uh, it's your mindset and the way that you um, put things away, uh, file things away. Uh, and just there are times when you actually need a reset and someone to help you with that reset. So that's going to be part of our conversation today. We have with us Tracy Hoth, who is a certified life coach, professional organizer and speaker. Uh, she's from Simply Squared Away. And Tracy, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. So glad to be here. Well, I definitely appreciate it. So your life is all about clutter. Or the lack of clutter, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you, you bring that lack of clutter to others. Um, I can tell you from looking at the, uh, the, the, we're on Zoom right now, it's definitely one of the cleanest backgrounds I've seen, and it's not a virtual one. So a uh, very smooth uh, way that she presents herself there. But it's, you bring different types of answers to people and you've been doing this for a while. So how did you get started in decluttering people's lives? Yeah, I was um, a stay-at-home mom. I have four young, well, I had four little children. And when my youngest started going to preschool, I knew I could help people. I knew how important it was in our home to be organized and I knew I could help other people do it. So when she started preschool, I said, okay, I'm a professional organizer. I, I read some books and I made a website, told people I did that, started helping friends and soon built my organizing practice. So that sound like a great schedule for you with, uh, with everything that you were juggling in, uh, at home with the kids, but also really, uh, I, I'm sent you were finding people through your network that really needed that kind of help. Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, it worked great for my family. I loved it because I could work two days a week in the beginning and then increase that when my kids were all in school. Um, Interestingly, as I made my website, I tried to make it as search friendly as possible, um, as little as I knew about it, <laughs> but a lot of people found me online. They just did a search in like professional organizer in Kansas city and they'd find me that way. And then word of mouth. And then I started speaking on the topic. Interesting. How, how did you start getting speaking engagements on this? I just started telling people <laughs> that I spoke. I would speak to young mom groups. Okay. So through like mops back at the time it was called and um, church groups. And then I started actually 
pursuing speaking. So I would call, um, associations and tell them I spoke on the topic of organizing and productivity. So there was lots of association groups in the area that I went and would speak at. And in the state, actually, there was a couple groups I spoke for. And look, those types of groups are fantastic and really great, especially because it, it became your target audience. Uh, moms who, who are going through a lot of um, activity and uh, things running in and out of the house and people running in and out of the house, uh, there's definitely that need for someone to help address some of those issues. Mm-hmm. And even at the associations and the professional groups that I spoke at, they all had homes. Even if I helped them business-wise organize their files and their um, information, they also had homes that they were dealing with too. So it was a good combination of um, clients and commonality. It's an interesting uh, concept with the businesses. One of my first jobs, the one of the first tasks I had at the job was to redo the entire filing system. And you get to learn about someone's organizational skills when you try to redo their files and how they've uh, identified things. Well, that's interesting. So you're your own professional organizer. I, uh, <laughs> I have some, some limited experience in that uh, as, my, as my career was starting. Uh, and then to set up a whole business where I set up files in different ways. So I guess, I guess a little bit more than yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Um, what was the biggest challenge for you while starting the business? Now, it seems that you really got your, your feet ahead of you and, and things started to roll in but not everything goes as smoothly as, as everyone hopes and tends it to. So what, what kind of challenges were, did you have at that time? I think one of the challenges was probably 10 years ago, I thought it would be fun to do some coaching. And so tried a coaching group and I, I think trying different things and learning from them. The biggest challenge for me is like getting sick of learning stuff. And so I know that's part of being an entrepreneur, uh, but trying new things, having it not work um, or learning you like a certain aspect of it or not. I think that was the challenges. It was just keep going to keep figuring out what you wanted to do and how it was going to work. And there are definitely a lot of things to sample as an entrepreneur to figure out what's, uh, what's kind of business you want to be running and how you want to communicate with people and, and, uh, and even different things that you were offering as, as services to people. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, so word of mouth really was a good starting point for you with uh, getting business, but did you start doing any type of advertising in the, at the beginning stages? Not at the beginning. I don't think I did at all. Little things like um, being a sponsor on our swim team or, you know, some little things like that. But I did not pay for um, ads at the time or big advertising. Mm -mm. And that's something a lot of small businesses try to avoid um, in the, for, for a number of reasons, but also if things are starting to go well with word of mouth, it, it limits the need to do that so quickly. So it, it obviously was, uh, uh, in, in your story, it was a positive thing 
that it wasn't necessary to, to run ads uh, in that way. And, and again, getting involved in people don't take full advantage of that type of community involvement. There are, there are times when you're definitely just spending money and you're never going to see it back again, but the times it really can make a difference in the community and also see the results for you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the speaking, I loved to speak and I could do it. So that did cost me, I guess you would say time. I didn't sometimes didn't get paid for those if it was my target market. Um, but that would be an expense of my time that I put a lot of time into that. And that's incredibly valuable being able to get in front of an audience, any size audience for one, just to practice the speaking, but Mm -hmm. also to speak and market yourself in what you are, you're teaching. So in, in anything that you're doing as a topic, it's obviously you're the expert coming in. So you're the expert because this is what you do. And eventually it leads to that sort of pitch even if you're not pitching yourself in, in how you're teaching them, because people will have questions and want to reach out to you regardless. Yes. And I always did a giveaway. I always collected the email addresses. So I think from the beginning, I was focused on that and getting people on my email list and providing value and making it fun. And there's not as many businesses that should that do things like that. So really, that's a testament to you to start that email list as quickly as possible so that you can start a communication within correspondence with these people. And, uh, and eventually, you never know when someone is ready to make a decision that they have that clutter need and, uh, or even more so. And it is amazing. Just I've been analyzing where my clients are coming from. A lot of them saw me speak somewhere. Some of them 11 years ago. <laughs> One was just like five years ago. And so that to me is just a testament. They've been on my email list all that time. And it's just when they're ready, like you said. And, and that's the heart of marketing because most small business owners don't really realize that. that people are on a journey. And you have no control of when that journey is going to end. Uh, there may be things that might intrigue them and that makes it go a little bit faster. But the end result is when they've made the decision to end it. And that means picking up the phone to call you or, or signing up for a course or, uh, or stepping into a, a location to speak to the salesperson they were speaking to before. And you just have to be available to them and stay on their radar. And that email list obviously was part of that staying on their, their radar for you. Yes. And I look back and I'm, you know, I always think of our future self and our past self, and you can look back and be like, thank you so much for being consistent, for working so hard, for, you know, putting that time into networking and um, speaking and gathering those names for the business now. Absolutely. And, and it really is the dedication and that consistency that, uh, that it's great. Here's a great example of a small business owner who's, who did the right thing from the beginning. It may not have been as effective as you want. You think an email list might be at the beginning, but as you develop it over time and you give people reason to stay on that list, they're going to find reasons to, uh, to, to want to, to connect more with you. Yeah. But you didn't just, your business evolved over the course of time. Your, you, it wasn't just declutter and trying to find ways to, to, to find 
clearer spaces for people in their in their homes was more clarifying in their minds as well. And you started to develop a coaching business. So how did that evolve over the course of time? In 2017, I came across coaching. I wasn't really into self-help and didn't know much about that world, but I came into it more because of a relationship issue and came across it and I loved it so much. It was so enlightening to understand more about my brain and how it was working. And when I did that, I just knew that was the missing piece to helping people get organized, stay organized, become confident in being an organized person and believing that they were. And so I went and got life coach certified and I started incorporating that into my business. And that's where the results just exploded for people. And it was online. It wasn't with me helping them in person, which you know, blew my own mind. Cause I thought I had to be there and help them because there's no way they could do it on their own. <laughs> and to see so many people being helped because of the mindset is so rewarding. And it's what was missing. It's what's missing probably in a lot of areas of our life, obviously. But, um, my focus on organizing has been, it's been fun. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that they do need that help and assistance. And when they find the right resource to do it, things really open up. And it's, it's the challenge to get them to say, well, I can do it by myself. I can figure this out by myself. I can, I can, I'll get there. But sometimes you need someone to come from that other angle to look at everything and then give you that, that, that vision that you're, you really want, but you really, this, this thing's blocking that way for, for, uh, for you to actually see it. Yeah. Even today, my, I had a first time appointment with a new client and she believes that she's bad at time management. I mean, if, if she's going to stay there and believe that, of course, like that's what she will create. And it was, it was so enlightening to her to see, oh my gosh, it's just because I'm believing that because we could also find evidence that she's good at time management. And we found some of that evidence and it was just, it's just that brain shift that in managing and learning the tools to manage that, to, to make the change you want. And for you, that's the reward that that's the, the, the enjoyment you get from this because you're seeing the different types of growth that your clients are, uh, are achieving. What, what's, would you say is the, I guess, your greatest, um, greatest accomplishment isn't always the, the best way, but, but real experience with a client that really you changed their life. And so in, in much broader ways than you thought when you started working with them. Yes. I, well, one client comes to mind only because she avoided spaces in her life. Like let's say the storage room, she avoided that room for 15 years. I mean, she had this and she just felt so bad about it and about herself. And, and then there was paper on top of that. She showed me pictures when she first got married and what her house looked like. And now and I've never been to her house in person. It's all the mindset and the practical organizing tools that we practice, but she has went through her entire storage room. She's almost done with every single piece of paper in the house, having gone through it, purged and set up a system. She's, um, 
she actually said that organizing is fun and going through some stuff was a reward that she was giving herself if she did these other things. And so just to see the total transformation is, is so exciting. That's, uh, that's such a rewarding thing for a coach to uh-huh. see, that, and that's a real twist it's for, to the cleaning itself and, the, and, and organizing is an actual treat as opposed to the tasks at hand that started them in the process in the first place. That's fantastic. That obviously shows the magic that you have with your clients, yes. which is fantastic. Um, where, where is the line between needing to get organized and an outright hoarder? And how have you addressed, have you had to address situations like that? Yeah, I think I actually have some people in my membership that call themselves hoarders and it's fun to watch them. Uh, Obviously it's not as fast of a process physically because there's a lot of stuff, but, um, to see them get excited about it and changing. And then, I mean, most people are not hoarders and they can watch the show or similar show and feel better about themselves. (laughs) Um, but it's all in people's perspective too, because you, I can see someone's home look amazing. Like they're the most organized person I know, and they still feel totally disorganized. And how is that possible? I mean, and so it's all in what our story is that we tell ourselves about our situation. So that's interesting to see too. It really is how people see things and you walk into someone's house and say, oh, don't look, there's garbage all over the place. And you're looking around, not no idea what they're talking about, but they see things in different ways. Same way people look at themselves in the mirror and see something different than someone else sees. And sometimes you need that person to kind of shake them um, uh, figuratively to, to get them to understand that things are nicer than you are giving yourself credit for. And uh, sometimes it's all about the, the, the mindset. It's always about the mindset about how you, uh, you present something. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't having problems, like for example, with email, we're doing digital marketing right now in my membership and or digital organizing, sorry. And, you know, one person could have 20,000 emails and it's totally fine. Why waste your time going through those emails? Another person might want to address it. They might want to be a person that has inbox zero or... <laughs> something like that. But if it's not a problem, it's good. Organizing and being organized is just knowing what you have and being able to find it when you need it. I'm, I'm still always amazed by the uh, administrative assistant at a radio station I used to work at. Every time I come to her desk, her email box was clear. I, I, I have subfolders. I have subfolders on the subfolders and keep things. Uh, I had, I had an alert today that uh, Google was to say I was, I was hitting the, uh, the, the, uh, the capacity. So I had to clear things out and I did it in a different way. I got, I got rid of 15% today. I was pretty happy. Nice. About that. That's awesome. But it takes time. And that's, that's the problem. You, you can't, you can't always find the time. Mm-hmm. Um, during COVID things changed for a lot of people. So once March of 2020 hit, uh, people really got, were, were shuttered in their homes and it, it how much did that change your business? I had to change the business model and uh, what kind of results have you been seeing over the course of time with, with how you've been running your business? 
Yeah. In March, well, 2020, when they shut things down. So obviously I did not go into anybody's home for the next probably six months. And so I really focused on online networking, speaking in groups online. Um, and then also had the time, more time to implement. And I started a membership for people, um, January, 2021. So I had time to do that. Um, time to do webinars more so than before. And I wasn't organizing in people's homes all the time. I just did like two to three days a week max, but those two to three days is a lot of time to, to focus online. It's, it did give people a perspective. Um, I think on the one hand you had, let's call them prospects that got to see a lot of the clutter that they did have. And got to see a lot of the organizational issues that they had trying to balance work and home, being at home and, and not being able to have everything flow. So I, I have to assume that it definitely gave you a, a broader prospect range than you, you probably had uh, before that. Well, certainly. And people got, I mean, this is the case with a lot of people got familiar with Zoom, got familiar with online. I feel like it just made it all so much easier for people in regards to understanding all of that. But yes, challenges with now, how do they organize their office and how do they work from home and what does that look like? And yeah. Especially when working from home means on the dining room table that has to shift back and forth at times um, as, as a good portion of the, uh, of the population had to deal with. Yes. And homeschooling stuff all over mm -hmm. along with your work and yeah. Uh, the fun balance that we had last year. Um, you, you said something about uh, groups that really just, I, I don't think people always uh, take advantage of Facebook groups and live groups. Th th there's a lot of opportunity out there. You were able to find a lot of different places over the course of your, of your, your career with, with your, your business to speak. How how easy has it been for you to be able to, to become this speaker in, uh, in helping grow your business? Well, and that's, what's interesting. I spoke a lot in person and then I kind of stopped. My kids were at the age, like really busy in sports and high school and stuff. And so then I stopped for several years. And so now it's just been fun getting back into it. And now there's so many new opportunities online with memberships and teaching or having a training and someone's membership, um, same associations meet online now. So you can do trainings there and podcasts, you know, there's so many podcasts to be able to teach from and, um, be a guest in. And so there's, there's lots of opportunities. And it's good that you were able to take advantage of so many. Yes. So, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are listening that are looking around, looking past their uh, computer screens or, or, uh, or, or just wherever they're listening and seeing the clutter that they have in their life. Some of it more figurative than physical, but then again, the pile on your desk is definitely physical. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what's the best way for someone to get in contact with you if they want to learn more about what, you're, what you are able to provide? My website, simplysquaredaway.com. 
has the ways that they can work with me through one-on-one coaching. We kind of dig deep into what are their beliefs and story about themselves. And we make a customized plan for them. And then as they carry it out, we learn from failures, why they're not doing it, why they are doing it, what's working, what's not. Um, And then I have a membership. So if someone's interested in going through their home, and their life at home, we go through and constrain to one area each month. And we focus on that. We go through my planning process to plan that month and they can do as much or as little as they want. And then we, we learn the foundations of organizing and the foundations of mindset. And then the third way is a new offer that I have that I'm really excited about. It's a, um, one project, if they want to get their business system set up, or if they want to organize digital, or if they want to go through photos, like they pick one project, they decide when we're going to work together for one week. And then we go hardcore. Like I help them plan it. We do product recommendations. We answer, I answer questions. We send photos back and forth. So that's called project organized. That's fantastic because that really, it, it gives people options and there are a lot of different uh, aspects that they see as challenges. So uh, it's good that you, uh, you adapted to find different ways to, uh, to help more people. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, that one especially is really um, someone that doesn't want to spend a lot of time organizing, but they have one project they want to accomplish. So dive in and let's do it. There you go. Let's do it. So Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. This is really great. I think that uh, definitely, uh, it definitely helps people understand there are ways out of the clutter. You don't have to be stuck in the clutter the entire time and uh, having the right guidance can really get you out there. So, uh, so Tracy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Howard. It's been a pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have clutter issues, and I know you do, everyone has some level of clutter issue, whether it's uh, physical or, or mental or spiritual, that there are ways to get out of that. And Tracy's obviously a great example of uh, someone that can uh, pull you out of the mess. Uh, so feel free to contact her, but uh, go out, have a great day today, and we will see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.